Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the home of Neil O'Donnell, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with <laughs> Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you this weekend? It was uh, this week. It was kind of hard to uh, keep track of the football with, with all the protests going on. But uh, how was your week? Uh, it was a lot better once the second half of the Cowboys game hit and things started to, you know, settle down a little bit. But I mean, I, as a fan, it was a great weekend of football to watch. Uh, as someone trying to figure out who was going to win any of those games, it was a little more difficult. But, but I mean, we had some wild yeah. ones this week. Yeah, some some last minute uh, crazy finishes, some uh, heroic finishes that were disallowed. There, there's a lot to talk about here. But, oh, uh, first of all, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that shortly. But uh, why don't you tell people how they can find us, and then we'll be off to the races. All right, so we are here as we are every Wednesday night for you for a full hour. Uh, of course, you can find us all over social media if you've got something you want to add to the show throughout. Uh, our, our hub, if you will, fantasyfootballsherpa.com. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, fantasy underscore Sherpa, and JKIM16. And like I said, we're here for an hour. We're going to take you through all of the games this week your starts, your sits, news and notes, waiver wire picks. We're going to make actual picks give you some daily fantasy suggestions and help you win this week despite buys coming up, injuries, London games, all that good stuff. We're going to get you all taken care of. And uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, and I'll just give you props quickly. There were three games that we disagreed on last week, and you got two of the three right. I got the Atlanta-Detroit game right, and you got the... Minnesota, I almost had Minnesota to beat Tampa Bay, and <laughs> you almost got that one right. True. If you had that, if you had you also, Tate, I had that one right. <laughs> yes, or or oh. lots of other people too. And then the uh, yeah. Kansas City uh, Chargers game, I picked an upset there, and Whew. you were uh, smart to go with the chalk, and that worked out. So anyway, uh, enough gloating. Well, actually, I wasn't gloating. I brought it up. So anyway. Um, <laughs> Why don't we get right into our um, position rankings for this week, starting with running backs. But first of all, uh, who are the notable injuries this week and who are some people we should be looking at off of the waiver wire at the running back position? Well, we've got a couple. Um, I think probably the, the biggest note at running back, or at least the most severe, was one Darren Sproles who not only broke his arm and tore his ACL at the exact same time. Uh, Rob Kelly's still dealing with rib injuries. Matt Forte's got a toe injury that seems like it's really going to hold him back this week. Ty Montgomery's dealing with a wrist injury. Melvin Gordon's got a bad knee. Derrick Henry's got a thigh injury. C.J. Proceis has an ankle injury that's probably going to limit his snaps. Uh, So those those are probably the most notable. Okay, and... Um, Samaji Pirine, not that he's had a lot of action in Washington with Chris Thompson's emergence, but uh, he apparently has some issues with his hand that may or may not limit him this week. But uh, how about um, if you happen to be the unlucky owner of one of those players, who would you be looking to this week to replace them on the waiver wire? Well, it's still pretty pretty surprising to me that Tarek Cohen – Uh, with the Bears, is still available in a lot of leagues. Um, Even with Jordan Howard having a great week last week, that's still going to be a committee situation. Chris Carson, again, still only owned in like 40% of leagues. If he's out there, that should be the first guy you're adding. Uh, He is the Seattle backfield. He is the top back there, even with an ankle injury. If he's available, stash him. Buck Allen, same thing. Alvin Kamara, the rookie in Saint in uh, New Orleans. I'm really high on him. I think everyone else is starting to catch up now, but uh, he more of a flex option now. He's going to be good in a PPR format, but they're really pushing to get him more touches and in the game more, so his value is definitely going to grow as the season goes. Okay, I'll add to that list a couple of names. Uh, Wendell Smallwood with the uh, Eagles invited. Yeah, you have to. Um, you have Darryl to. Sproles. I don't like it, but you have to put them on the list. <laughs> yeah, and if you happen to, yeah, you know, miss out on um, 
if you happen to miss out on him, there's you know also the possibility of adding uh, Corey Clement in the backfield, though I think uh, Smallwood is definitely a preferable option there. I'll also give um, a mention to Dante Foreman in Houston. Nothing wrong with yeah. Lamar Miller, but uh, Foreman seems to be coming more involved in the offense there. As you alluded to, Ty Montgomery is banged up, and he's also got a crazy amount of touches so far. So Jamal Williams mm-hmm. in Green Bay is somebody to add speculatively. Jamal Charles in Denver, I don't know if that was just a one-week flashback or whether he's actually going to start eating into T.J. Anderson's touches, but you know, he's there. Um, that Baltimore situation was pretty miserable last weekend, but Alex Collins, if you're it in a really deep It can't league, be that bad again. Like, <laughs> there's just no yeah, way they can well, lay that Pittsburgh kind of egg. And I doubt it. Final score is going to be 44-7 this week. Mm. And then just finally with uh, Melvin Gordon's knee problems, I'll shout um, Brandon Oliver's name too, just in case. So those are the people have, that we um, have noticed on the waiver wire that might be available in your league. So given that, uh, who do you like most of all this week in the running back position? Who would your top picks be? Give me your top Ooh, five we or got ten. some good running back matchups this week. Uh, a couple of games that I think will probably be really high scoring, but uh, Ezekiel Elliott, very high on my list, uh, despite going against the Rams, who I think are a better defense than they've at least looked like so far, but clearly they're going to keep using Zeke until the NFL tells them they can anymore, so I'll take that. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, I think that when the Steelers and the Ravens play each other, it's always a real hard-hitting game. It's one where it's going to, you know, you really have to fight for every yard, but both these teams are going to give up points. It's not going to be the 9-6 games of years past. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, Devontae Freeman, Leonard Fournette, I'm real high on this week. Don't be scared by the fact that the Jets, you know, looked functional against the Dolphins last week. J.J. had a bad game. Uh, it was a bad offensive strategy. I still think Leonard Fournette is really going to flourish against that Jets defense. Uh, Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's another guy I'm real big on this week. Todd Gurley. Carlos Hyde, Christian McCaffrey, Jordan Howard. Those are probably my top picks this week. Okay. And let's see, to your list, I I had Devontae Freeman as my uh, top pick, Leonard Fournette second, Ezekiel Elliott third, Todd Gurley fourth, Jordan Howard, who I stupidly benched in a couple of leagues, and it cost me some wins this past week, but... uh, yeah, I outsmarted myself there. I'm, you know, asking for forgiveness. I, I there had Carlos and, Hyde benched the, in a league this week. That wasn't great, but you know what are you well, gonna do? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it happens. So Jordan Howard. Luckily, would be luckily, on I had my started list. Jordan Howard in his place, so it ended up okay at the end of the day. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, yeah. Dalvin Cook with Minnesota. I like the matchup there. I love Tennessee's matchup against Houston if Demarco Murray is healthy enough to play like him a lot. You mentioned LaShawn McCoy, and I'll throw out Mike Gillisley's name. You know, he's been mm-hmm. hot and cold this week. I think there's a good chance he's hot this week. And then uh, Ty Montgomery, assuming he's healthy enough to play on the Thursday night game, and if he's not, then Kareem Hunt would edge you know, into my top ten then. Yeah. Uh, as far so as about, guys I want to avoid this yeah. week, Mark Ingram, uh He's still valuable, but I don't love the matchup. The Dolphins haven't done a lot of things well this this season so far. Stopping running backs is one of those few things. Plus, there's just a lot of hands in that pot right now. So, for me, there are way better options. Lamar Miller, again, we talked about Dante Foreman kind of resurging here and, and really taking away some of those touches last week. Uh, I mean, it's not a great matchup against the Titans' defense for the run. We'll talk about their pass game later. That's going to be a feast. Uh, Amir Abdullah. I I just wanted more out of him. So far, he's been real risky as a starter. Um, Frank Gore, LeGarrette Blunt. Just because Darren Sproles isn't playing for the Eagles doesn't mean LeGarrette Blunt is necessarily going to get everything there. Eagles, as I talked about last week, or ranted about, they're really trying to force Wendell Smallwood on us, so I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of him. And uh, Marshawn Lynch, I don't love the matchup for him this week. Okay, I'm going to, yeah, my 
top list include, you know, my avoid list included Marshawn Lynch and Ingram and Abdullah and Gore, as yours did. I'll also add uh, Melvin Gordon to that list, Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. You mentioned Tariq yeah. Cohen before, but I'm assuming that Jordan Howard is going to be healthy enough to play, and if he is, I don't think uh, they're, they're going to have too much um, success throwing against Green Bay. Um, I'll throw, um, I mean, Alvin Kamara, not too many people starting the, the New Orleans backfield, aside from Ingram, but um, yeah, anyway, I, and uh, Giovanni Bernard in Cincinnati has also looked functional, but like Nixon, I'd keep him on your bench this week. That's fair. I don't have any problems with any of those. Okay. So why don't we move on to wide receiver then? Who uh, showed up on the injury list this week and got your notice? Kel- Kelvin got Benjamin, given the world a, a collective heart attack when he went down with a knee injury, did come back to the game. Uh, he he seems on track to play this week, but it's obviously not 100%. Michael Crabtree with that chest slash ribs, kind of depends who you ask. Sammy Watkins is dealing with a concussion. Doug Baldwin's got a bad groin is- injury. Randall Cobb still dealing with that shoulder injury. Corey Davis with a hamstring injury. Uh, I'd definitely keep an eye on that one. John Brown with a bad quad. Uh, he didn't make it through the whole game. So those are probably the, the most notable of the injuries out there. Okay. I'll add um, Julio Jones to the list, who is having some issues with his back. We'll see if it's really serious enough to limit him at all. And then, not that you were starting him, but Tavon Austin was also concussed late in the game against the 49ers, as was Sammy Watkins. So the Rams, thankfully for them, have a lot of depth at the wide receiver position because they certainly needed it this past week. Yeah. Although Sammy Watkins did look impressive with those two touchdown catches that, you know, they just picked up the Buffalo Bills uh, receiving core from last year and dropped it and plugged it in there. And so far, so good (laughs) for them. It's working out for them. It's working for them better than it did for the Bills. (laughs) Yes. Well, I I think that might have to do a little bit with the uh, other offensive weapons that they have in their offensive line. But how about about your uh, waiver wire picks for running backs this week? For wide receivers, um, yeah. Well, if you've got uh, if Marquise is Marquise Lee's still available in your league, and he is in about half of them, uh, he's really come on strong. And uh, I just he's he's led the team in targets since Allen Robinson went down with that torn ACL. I'd love to stash him if I can. If he's out there, Kenny Britt, who had been reeled down on the last two weeks, I don't know who he upset in the organization in Cleveland, but. Last week, he had his little come-to-Jesus talk with Hugh Jackson about stepping up, and Corey Coleman's gone, and he had a decent game. So worth taking a risk on if you need somebody. Sterling Shepard, again, a weird game last week, but they're really trying to make him a part of that offense. Odell Beckham, maybe fully healthy, maybe not. Uh, Josh Doxson in Washington, not quite as high on him, but I think overall with the matchups, couple of their wide receivers, Terrell Pryor, Jameson Crowder, really not living up to expectations just yet. And if you got room to stash Will Fuller, I would. Coming back from that broken collarbone, not really sure, you know, how we're what we're going to get out of him right away, but I want to kind of as a speculative pick, keep him on the bench and see if he doesn't blossom into something because all of a sudden that Houston Texans offense seems like it really wants to move the ball. And uh, probably yeah. the last one on my list, Geronimo Allison. I mean, he had himself a game last week. (laughs) Yeah, he sure did. Some others that were on my list, uh, Jermaine Curse with the Jets, although I think he might be in for a tougher week. Um, Mohamed Sanu in Atlanta. Robert Woods, who we just talked about a moment ago with the Rams. Devin Funches with Carolina. Paul Richardson also has a couple touchdowns already with Seattle. Travis Benjamin quietly, you know, even though he's really their third receiver there, having a nice season so far. And uh, a little bit deeper in the barrel for uh, deeper leagues, Cooper Cup with the Rams, Alan Hearns with the Jaguars, and Robbie Anderson with the Jets. I really like Cooper Cup. I don't know why. I just, I'm, he's really grown on me. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. he wasn't as noticeable during the – 
the game against the 49ers with the with the Bills' former receiving contingent taking over there. But uh, it's still a nice speculative ad if you're, he's available mm-hmm. in a deeper league. Absolutely. So how about your? Uh, I'll I'll, I'll uh, do the honors and go first here with the wide Ooh, receivers, okay. just in terms of the uh, top list. I'll put Stefan Diggs at the top of my list. I'm sure I a mean, lot of people are thinking. Holy moly! <laughs> what a game I'm he sure had a lot of people last think, week. He sure did, but I, I'm guessing a lot of people are going to think that that was a fluke, you know, for Case Keenum, and that he's not going to be able mm-hmm. to come anywhere near that again. I'm not so sure of that. I actually think they have a good shot of, uh, you know, giving Detroit a good game this week, you know, especially at home. So he'd be at the top of my list. Jordy Nelson second, Julio Jones third. Brandon Cooks, who seems to have all sorts of chemistry with Tom Brady, would be fourth. Odell Beckham Jr., you know, back from the dead for the Giants last week. Terrell Pryor with Washington. Michael Thomas Mm -hmm. with New Orleans. Mike Evans with Tampa Bay. Larry Fitzgerald with Arizona. And then Keenan Allen with the Chargers would round out my top ten. Who's on your list? Um, Guys, I might add, I, I have a lot of the same names. I could not be more excited about Larry Fitzgerald. Do you know he leads the league in targets so far this season? And that Arizona's not even good right now. Um, Tyreek Hill, Des Bryant, uh, I I don't love this one quite as much. Devontae Parker I think could be interesting, although London games terrify me. And uh, Adam Thielen. Like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Case Keenan bandwagon here. I like this. Okay. So how about some guys that uh, you don't like this week? I actually had Des close to the top of my don't like list, and we can discuss that more in a little bit. But uh, A.J. Green was somebody I am not keen on this week. Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, T.Y. Hilton, Chris Hogan, Martavis Bryant, J.J. Nelson, Jermaine Curse, and uh, Kelvin Benjamin would be my uh, top 10 to avoid this week. And don't be confused by the fact that I recommended picking up Jermaine Curse, but I'm telling you not to start him this week. When I yeah, he's not going to necessarily be around longer next term. week. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I so. might add Martavis Bryant, uh, yep. Jeremy he's Macklin. I don't love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brandon Marshall at the Buccaneers. Uh I think there are going to be some redeeming things for the Giants in that game. I don't think that Brandon Marshall is going to be it, though. So those those would be my additions. Okay. How about the um, how about quarterbacks? I guess we didn't really have any injuries of note well, I mean, last week, unless you want to count Sam Bradford. But yeah, there there weren't any new injuries, if you will. Sam Bradford still has a uncertain knee, whatever's happening with him there. Um, and Andrew Luck's still not practicing this week. He's not going to play this week. So those are those are really your only only injuries you have to worry about at quarterback. From there, you just have to worry about who's going to actually play well. <laughs> okay, how about um, guys that you would be looking to add off of the waiver wire this week? Uh, I think you've got some interesting options on the waiver wire. Uh, if somebody like Andy Dalton's still available, and I think we told you this last week, go pick him up. Stop what you're doing. Go do that now. Uh, Jared Goff, he's been better. I, I don't necessarily think he's going to keep this kind of pace up. Having a healthy Sammy Watkins really is going to be a big factor on whether or not he's going to be effective for you, but it looks like Watkins may play this week. Um, Blake Bortles, obviously, not going to put up 44 points. Every week, that was like the game of his life in London. He might want to play all. He he may want to when the NFL, you know, this rumored London team happens. He might ask to be traded there to be their quarterback because that's really happening for him. Um, but might he's ask got to be traded of, to Miami this week. Yeah, why not? <laughs> just every week, he just stays there. He's going to take up residence in London. <laughs> exactly. Um, but he's. Honestly, he's better in a two-quarterback league. Uh, if you need him for a bye week or something, uh, I, I just beyond that, there's not a ton uh, other than Deshaun Watson probably still available in a lot of leagues. And I like if Will Fuller comes back. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so those would be my recommendations. All right, I'll add to your list 
in case somebody's in a really deep league and really desperate. Jay Cutler, horrible game last mm-hmm. week, but there's always good Jay to offset the bad Jay, and hopefully good Jay will show up this week, even if it is in London. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser in Cleveland having an up-and-down rookie season, but there's certainly worse guys out there. And then Jacoby Brissett yeah. has shown some nice uh, you know, skills with uh, Indianapolis, showing that the cameo he had with New England last season when Tom Brady was suspended wasn't a fluke. So those would be the guys on my list. So I've how been about pleasantly your, uh, surprised by Jacoby Brissett this year. Yeah, I mean, who knows? That's a nice insurance policy to have in case Andrew Luck is, yeah, heaven forbid, out for longer than the five or six weeks that they're talking about now. And, of course, when he comes back, there's no guarantee he's going to be effective or not susceptible to an injury again. So I think you know, they really improved their, their depth quite well there. They have a very serviceable backup there. And if nothing else, Jacoby said definitely you know, adding some nice uh, work to the body of his resume in case somebody else wants to pick him up as a backup or even consider him as a starter in the future. I mean, maybe Miami wants him. <laughs> well, they'll, they'll definitely almost certainly be looking for a new quarterback after this season. It's just a matter of whether they go for one of the free agent options this year or whether they try to develop one of the rookies. But we'll yeah. see that there's a lot of interesting quarterback situations around the league. So how about your uh, top quarterback picks for this week? Well, um, a couple that are, to me, no-brainers. Tom Brady, despite the fact that they're getting down to start pretty much every game, holy moly, is he putting some points up. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, who way overperformed what I thought he was going to do last week, so good for him, Uh, especially that matchup playing against Indianapolis, who, you know, is is forgiving in helping pad stats. Drew Brees uh, going to Miami again, uh, it's, the London game, I think if any game could end up being like a 44-7, it could be New Orleans over Miami this week. <laughs> Matt Ryan in Atlanta, uh, Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, Marcus Mariota, uh, Philip Rivers I, I think has a pretty decent matchup against the Eagles, and Andy Dalton He and, and Trevor Simeon rounding out the list. I, I think they're going to put some points up this week. Okay. So, um for my list, I will add a few names. Um, Eli Manning with the Giants. I actually think that you know they do. You know they did show last week that they have some semblance of an offense if they you know give him two seconds to throw the ball, which he seems fine doing for most nice? of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, and Tampa Bay hasn't really shown that they can stop the pass much so far this season. So he'd be on my list uh, of my top ten. Um, Carson Palmer I would add to the list, and then also uh, Jared Goff. Just uh, the order that I would have them in is a little bit different. I had Matt Ryan at the top of my list, followed by Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, then Eli Manning, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Carson Palmer, Philip Rivers, and Jared Goff for my top ten. <clears throat> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, People to avoid this week. I think we got some big names that are are potential sits. At the top of my list, Ben Roethlisberger. I'm a little worried about this. Uh, I'm I'm actually sitting him on two different teams this week. Not a great game last week going against a very motivated Ravens team. And uh, the, the amount of fantasy points he has on the road versus at home, you know, it it makes me nervous. I don't like it. Uh, Jameis Winston versus the Giants. Not a big fan of that. I just I, I want to see. I think you just have better matchups, and I just think overall Jameis Winston. I'm not totally sold on it this week. Alex Smith versus the Redskins. He's looked good so far, but he's not a must start for me this week. Uh, Blake Bortles at the Jets. I like a lot, but really on the fence for me. Joe Flacco kind of in the same boat as Big Ben. I just I think that game may come down more to the run than it is to the pass and those defenses just play each other so tough. And Cam Newton at the Patriots. I could not be less impressed with what's happening with Cam Newton this year. He's down some targets that's really hurting him and I don't want him anywhere near my fantasy lineup. 
I agree with you on a couple of names that you mentioned there near the top of your list. Um, I had David Carr with Oakland as my number one to avoid Ooh. this week. I just yeah. am not a fan of what he's been doing so far and against Denver. Well, especially since defense. we didn't want to start any of their wide receivers either, so it's like ipso facto. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Cam Newton was second on my list. Um, probably not going to like this, but Dak Prescott would be third on my list. This no, week. I'm not upset about Follow- it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get it. And Roethlisberger, <laughs> also on my avoid list. Um, not Even though, again, touted Jacoby Brissett is a free agent pickup, not crazy it's a tough matchup. about the matchup at Seattle this season, I mean this week. I mean, Marcus <laughs> Mariota kind of made mince meat out of them, but I just think that you know, they're probably a better team at home with all the noise uh, than they are yeah. on the road. Yeah, Jay Cutler, Deshaun Watson, not crazy about the matchup. Carson Wentz, not crazy about that either. And then uh, Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo. And even, again, I touted Deshaun Kaiser before, but this is not the ideal week to start him from my perspective. And I'm a little Mm-mm. bit uh, in disagreement there with you on the uh, – I disagree with you a little bit on Andy Dalton, but we can talk more about that when we go through That's the individual okay. games then. That's all right. All right. I, I was, How about, yeah, let's do this. Tight ends. Yep. How about uh, injuries of note? There were a couple this week. Uh, Tyler Eifert with the bad back. Jordan Reed with the chest injury. Um Gronk seems to be okay with his groin injury. Those are probably the biggest names out there, uh, but they're all pretty standard, pretty normal on the injury report. They'll they'll all likely play, but they're not going to be 100%. Yeah, same thing with Jesse James in Pittsburgh, although, as we just yeah. discussed, not big fans of the matchup with uh, Big Ben going no. against the Ravens on the road this week. So how about uh, some waiver wire options at tight end? Who do you like this week? Love Cameron Brait this week. The Giants are awful against the tight end. They give up a touchdown to a tight end every week <laughs> without fail. Small sample uh, size. So I, <laughs> I mean, they weren't great last year against the tight end either. So I'm gonna I'm going with Cameron oh. Brait. I love him as a streaming option this week. Charles Clay. I tell you every week to pick him up. I tell you every week to start him. That's not going to change here. Uh, ben Watson, Ryan Griffin in Texas. Uh, I mean, all of a sudden there's a pass game there. We talked last week about Austin Safarian Jenkins. Again, if he's out there, go pick him up. And I'm still really high on Evan Ingram. I gave you the whole song and dance last week. I think this is a good matchup for him this week. David Njoku, again, he only had four targets last week, but I think that he's scored in the last few games. I think it's going to continue to grow for him. And, I mean, Cleveland's got to find some kind of a playmaker, so why not him, you know? Uh, I still think Kenny Britt's the most talented guy there, but as you said, he's absolutely. To be in and out of someone hates him. Dark houses. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll add uh, Jared Cook in Oakland to your list, and also the other Cleveland tight end Seth Devalve, who, although he hasn't found the end zone yet, seems to be getting more targets than uh, David and Joko does. So yeah, could be an interesting situation there. So. How about your uh, top picks at tight end this week? I think Gronk has to be at the top of everybody's list. <laughs> it's, it's There aren't even really even words. He's, he's injured. He d- it doesn't matter. He scores touchdowns. That's what matters. Uh, Zach Ertz, I think, still is a good matchup. Travis Kelsey, as long as he plays, uh, and you, you feel pretty confident about the lineup around him. I just I worry about him making it through the whole game. Delaney Walker, Kyle Rudolph, Charles Clay, all guys I really like. Jimmy Graham's got a good matchup against Indianapolis this week. Um, I like Evan Ingram. I know a lot of people aren't necessarily on that boat with me. That's okay. And uh, Jared Cook. Uh, Jason Witten, I think, could be all right. I know you don't want to start Dak Prescott, but that Rams defense, I think they might have to dump the ball off a little bit. Jason Witten could be a decent pick this week. No, I, I agree with you about that. Um I have the same top three that you do with uh, Gronk, Zach Ertz, and Travis Kelsey. I, uh, even though Aaron Rodgers doesn't historically use the tight end a lot, I like the mm-hmm. chances for Martellus Bennett this week. 
Charles Clay we talked about before, Evan Ingram you just mentioned, Zach Miller in Chicago, Vernon Davis in Washington, assuming that Jordan Reed doesn't play, Hunter Henry with the Chargers, and then you mentioned Jimmy Graham with the um, Seahawks. So we we read on Mm -hmm. about half our list there. That's that's actually pretty good for us. (laughs) Yeah. So that's not that bad. Um, Guys, I'd like to avoid this week. Julius Thomas probably uh, leading the top of this list, although now that I'm saying this, he'll probably catch like three touchdowns this week. That's just how the world works. But um, the, the Dolphins have looked uninspired. <laughs> he hasn't seen a lot of targets. And on paper, it looks like a good matchup. I just I think you have better options. Mercedes Lewis against the Jets, same deal. He went to London. He thought he was Rob Gronkowski. It's not going to happen this week. Um, it's just don't don't be fooled by it. Kobe Fleener, again, don't love the matchup. You've got better options. Jordan Reed, he's playing in Monday Night Football. He's playing a tough defense. I don't want to wait until Monday and then have him not play or not make it through the game. Start somebody else. Austin Hooper, Zach Miller, all guys I think I'm staying away from this week. Okay, that's interesting that we disagree on uh, Zach Miller. And Austin Hooper was actually a little bit outside my top ten but still on my life list. So see that a little bit differently, but that's okay. Um, for me, you know, Jordan Reed, as you just mentioned, you know, just, just too risky, both given the injury history and the Monday night. I'm actually not so keen on Delaney Walker this week, but we can I talk more Walker. about that as we get into the individual games. Uh, Jack Doyle with Indianapolis, I don't like this week. Ryan mm-hmm. Griffin with Houston, um, I understand why you're recommending picking him up off the waiver wire, especially with CJ Nicodaro still out for a few weeks, but I don't love the matchup. Jesse James with Pittsburgh we talked about. Austin Saparian Jenkins, I'm just thinking that the Jets' offense is not going to do much this week. And then Ed Dixon with Carolina was a popular pickup last week. when um, um, Greg Olson. Greg Olson went down, but yeah, I just like you said, there's something not right with that Carolina offense, and I don't think it's all explained there's a lot by not right with that Greg Olson not being there. <laughs> so I would try to stay away from that if I could. So, how about uh, defenses? Um, are there any that you're uh, really high on this week that you would consider streaming or picking up off the waiver wire if they were there? If Jacksonville's out there, run, don't walk, go pick them up. I love them this week as a streaming defense. Uh, The Bengals, even the Packers, they're available in a lot of leagues. The Falcons, uh, and, you know, someone who's out there, or especially if you're looking for a daily fantasy, the Cowboys, not the worst play, not the best play, but not the worst play if you're looking for somebody to stream. All right, I had uh, Jacksonville was also at the top of my list for this week. I think that Cleveland-Cincinnati game is going to be pretty low scoring, so I could mm-hmm. see streaming either of those defenses. Yeah. Seattle's not going to be on the waiver wire, but I like them a lot this week. Baltimore and Pittsburgh, I think that's going to be a fairly low scoring game, so either of those two teams are fine by me. Green Bay and Atlanta, you mentioned. I'll throw out uh, Philadelphia on the road against the Chargers. Um, Arizona, yeah, I think I like their matchup this week, and then also Denver. Uh, so those would be my my uh, top defenses that I would want to stream this week. How about uh, defenses that you'd be looking to avoid? Uh, the Redskins, definitely at the top of that list. Sure, they looked good last week, but this week they're playing the Chiefs. Uh, it's this season, at least, defenses against Alex Smith have not fared very well. Uh, it's just you're certainly, like you said, there are going to be a couple of games that look like they're low scoring, and you've got better options out there. Uh, the Titans, I'm on the fence about. I think that there's a potential they're going to be giving up some points. It's just it's not one I think I want to necessarily go with. Uh, the Bills against the Falcons, absolutely staying away from. Same thing with the Dolphins, just not a happy ending. And the Jets versus the Jaguars, I, I just – granted, they did some good things last week. I just don't know if it's going to hold up. I don't expect Blake Bortles to be Blake Bortles of last week, but he's still going to do some damage. All right. I'm going to put 
Houston at the top of my list, and that probably doesn't make you happy, but on the other hand, they are going against Marcus Mariota. So I, yeah. I think that game could be a real shootout, and as such, I'm staying away from, All of from uh, both those defenses, <laughs> especially uh, Houston's. Um, I don't like Oakland. Uh, as we'll get to in a minute, I don't like Kansas City or Washington this week. I'm not a fan of the Chargers going against the Eagles. Um, Detroit and Minnesota, I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm actually going to go the other way from you with uh, Dallas. I'm not a fan of that matchup. Um, the Rams, I'm avoiding them, and then I agree with you on Tennessee. So we mix bag there. We agree on some and yeah. disagree on some, but that's the way it usually works around here. <laughs> so how about uh, you want to get into some individual game predictions? Let's do it. Okay. Start off with uh, Green Bay hosting Chicago in the Thursday night game. So far, the the Thursday night games this year, the, the home teams are not having much luck, but I think that's going to change. I think that change this week. Yeah. <laughs> this week. I think it'll be a pretty good game, and I think uh, Chicago will be able to do some damage, especially on the ground against Green Bay, but I just think Green Bay's uh, aerial attack will, will trump Chicago's ground attract, attack, and as such, I'll pick Green Bay to win that at home by a score of 28 to 20. Yeah, I mean, I had I had 28-21, so I gave him one more point. But I think Green Bay, despite Chicago showing more than I thought they were capable of last week, this is a tough matchup, a shorter week. I just don't think it's going to be a lot of happy endings for Chicago here. Okay. Next up, we've got the uh, ever-popular edition of the London, London game this week. We've got Miami with a quote-unquote home game in London uh, hosting <laughs> the Saints. And, yeah, I don't care where they play this game. I, I would like the Saints to win this. Uh, Drew Brees really showed me something bouncing back the way he did last week. Miami didn't show me much against the Jets, and I think both those trends are going to continue this week. I'll take uh, New Orleans in a pretty high-scoring game. I'll go with uh, New Orleans 31, Miami 24, and hopefully... This game is a lot more interesting than last Sunday morning's game was. Oh, yeah, that was un- unwatchable. I mean, I watched it, but I wasn't happy about it. I've got New Orleans Unless winning 31. Unless you were Mercedes 30- Lewis family. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I had uh, New Orleans winning this handily. I had it 34-17. I, I don't feel good about Miami and Jay Cutler traveling to London. Uh, last week, I had high hopes. They were dashed. And until they show me otherwise... I'm not happy about it. I just London games are much like I despise Thursday night games. London games are are that to like the tenth degree for me. It just makes me crazy. But that's that's an issue for another time. <laughs> Maybe it's just the waking up earlier part. That that I don't even mind. I, I I'm happy to have football when I wake up. I just don't want it to be in London because no one plays well. Although I guess okay. I guess when you're you're running fake punts when you're up two touchdowns you're giving people what they want. But what do I know? <laughs> I guess. And well, just be glad you don't live on the West Coast or in Hawaii you know, for those Sunday morning games. Mm. Uh, so what are you gonna do? Up, well, you could uh, wait until the the one p.m. Eastern games, and if you did, one of the games that would be there are the undefeated Atlanta Falcons hosting the Buffalo Bills. It's weird. Usually when we get to this point in the season three weeks in, we still have four to six undefeated teams. And just to give you an idea of how much parity there is in the league this year, we're down to just two undefeated teams three weeks into the season. And, you know, I think we might lose, you know, and that's even with uh, two of the teams only having played two games so far, those being the Dolphins and the Buccaneers, of course. But this Mm -hmm. one, I... This would actually be my survivor pool pick of the week. Uh, really? At Atlanta. Yeah, I, I think they're going to win this pretty easily. I'll go with them to win by almost two touchdowns. I'll say Atlanta wow. 34, Buffalo 21. 
I'm so what's taking your take Atlanta on this one? 27-24. I think the Bills are going to hang in here. They're going to give them a little bit of a scare. Well, just keep in mind first. my survivor picks the last uh, two weeks were Seattle, which Not had to strong. hang on by a thread <laughs> to, to beat San Francisco, and then New England hanging on by a thread to yeah. To beat uh, Houston last week, so my track record very close. not so good. <laughs> yeah, just by virtue of the fact that I picked it as a survivor pool game, it'll probably be close. But uh, yeah. So, but what what makes how why do we see this game differently? What do you like about Buffalo that I'm not seeing? You know, where and what am I overlooking with Atlanta that you're um, not so keen on? I mean, I like I like what Atlanta's doing. You really can't. You can't argue with how good they've played, but I think that Buffalo has the potential to put points up. I think LaShawn McCoy is going to have a better day than I think maybe you do. Tyrod Taylor is getting healthier. He's getting further away from that concussion. And I think, I know you're hating on Charles Clay, but I think he's going to be a big factor in this game. I like him. I don't hate him. I just don't like him in this particular game. <laughs> but uh, I don't like him. I just don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I could, be, I mean, I could be totally off base on this, but I think it could be a close game. I'm, I'm actually very excited to watch that game. I might be the only one, right. but I am. <laughs> so, next up, we've got New England at home for the second week in a row. This week, they're hosting Carolina. I think the way result less will be the same. Yeah. Pardon? <laughs> I said way less excited to watch this game. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm. Kind of curious just to see if uh, Tom Brady. I, I don't know. Their their defense has not been very impressive so far, as you alluded to. They keep falling behind early in games, and I just see this one being fairly close. I don't know close, if Carolina can capitalize on that though. I, I think they'll be able to do some good things in the running game, and it's just a matter of, you know, it's frustrating from a fantasy standpoint because you don't know whether it's going to be Christian McCaffrey or, or, um, you know. Um, Jonathan, Jonathan Stewart, Stewart you know, getting the, the fantasy points. But, yeah, I think New England, I, I, as I mentioned before, Mike Gillisley, I think he's in line to have an up week this week. I think Tom Brady will be able to throw for a lot of yards. And, yeah, it should be an interesting game. I, I guess between the Atlanta-Buffalo game and the New England-Carolina game, I'm more interested in watching New England-Carolina. But, you know, we'll see. Other than for the fact that it'd be cool to see Atlanta win just to keep their undefeated streak going, but just in terms of what do I think is going to be a more interesting game, I'm just not uh, on the Bills bandwagon yet. All right, um, I I just I mean I, I disagree. Obviously, I'm I'm all in on the Bills. Apparently, <laughs> okay. I think I think New England New England wins this by at least ten. I think they're gonna handle Carolina. They're going to silence people like me that are complaining they can't get ahead early. I just I just don't think Carolina and Cam Newton can, even against this bad Patriots defense, do enough to really threaten in this game. Okay, well, so far we haven't disagreed on an outcome, but I think that's going to change right about now. So we've got Cleveland hosting Cincinnati, and I'm going to go out on a very small limb here and pick Cleveland to win their first game of the season at home. I'll take them to win by a score of 20 to 14. Somebody's got to win this game, and one of these teams is finally going to have a win, which is exciting. I'm going to take the Bengals 24-20. I think that the old Ginger Ninja showed some life last week, and I think that they're just marginally more together than the Browns are. Although, in all honesty, I could see this game going the other way. Yeah, they've they've both shown, I mean, Cincinnati looked awful the first two weeks, showed signs of life last week before succumbing to Green Bay. Cleveland, you know, they were way behind in Indianapolis, but showed some signs of life. And, of course, Indianapolis isn't exactly the gold standard for uh, judging how good your offense is. But at this point, you know, I'm not sure that Cincinnati's defense is is all that much better. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, All right. Next up, we've got Minnesota hosting Detroit. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, it depends who's quarterbacking Minnesota. Tell me who's quarterbacking, and I'll tell you who's going to win the game. I don't think it I'm does, gonna say, though. I'm, I'm going to go 
again, I think this is a little bit of a limb, but hopefully you'll join me here. And I'll say that Minnesota is going to pull off their uh, second straight Case Keenum-led mm-hmm. victory here. I'll go with uh, Minnesota to win this one 31-27 to knock Detroit from the ranks of the almost unbeaten. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think 24-17 is the score I came up with. If you've listened to our show in years past, I am a Case Keenum apologist. Uh, I've been out there on record, but I, he didn't look bad, and I think he can do enough to beat the Lions this week. I think the Lions are, in true Lions fashion, already a little demoralized. They're losing close games. That's not how things are supposed to go, but it just it's the Lion way. Uh, and I think that this week the Vikings are going to pull a, a quasi-upset here. All right. How about uh, Jacksonville at the Jets? I'm pretty sure we're both going to agree on this game, so probably the less said about it, the better. But I'm going to go with Jacksonville to uh, win by a couple of touchdowns. I think the Jets' victory last Sunday at home was probably the high point for their season. I'll say Jacksonville 27, Jets 13. I had 27-17. Um, I think the Jaguars are going to let the Jets hang around. They're, you know, coming back from London. If anyone's good at doing that whole cross-transatlantic deal, it's it's the Jaguars. They do it more than anybody. But I still think that, you know, this game will be more competitive maybe than you think it will. I just I don't think it's going to be a lot fun to watch. No. Uh, this next game is one that I'm really curious to watch, and that's the Rams at Dallas. I know we're I mean, going to we disagree know on be this one because it. I'm. <laughs> I, we know you'll be watching. I actually think this will be one of the more entertaining games of the week. Um, I would pick the Rams in a slight upset here to win at Dallas. I'll go with a final score of 31-27 in what to me it looks like it could be a pretty interesting shootout. Um, the reason I'm not so high on Dak Prescott is I think that the Rams are much more susceptible so far this season to the run than they the are run. to the pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to be the one that's going to have the big fantasy day on the Cowboys uh, sideline yeah, there. Yeah, if, if uh, there's anybody tell me to how you start, see this I think game it's going. Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys to win this. Surprise, surprise. I'm going to take them 28-20. Uh, it's the Rams' defense, which really is should be a strong suit for them. It should be a big part of them, but it just – look a little off so far this year. They're kind of like the defensive version of what Carolina is doing right now. Like, have everything there. I just don't understand why it doesn't work. Um, the Cowboys, again, still kind of have something to prove here. Ezekiel Elliott, we're living on borrowed time. But like you said, the Rams are susceptible to the run, and that's going to be the difference here. Um, and the Cowboys' defense is moderately healthy, healthy-ish for us at least. So, I think they'll be able to slow down the Rams enough to win this game. Yeah, and does the short week bother you at all for them? Nah, not really. Um, if it were a Thursday night game, yeah, it'd bother me a lot, but I, I think they'll be all right. They're at home. That helps. And by the way, I have to say, even as a Giants fan, I was really uh, impressed by DeMarcus Lawrence and the game the other Holy night. Holy moly. The tank, man. He came out and had a day. Yeah, if he can keep that up, that defense is going to be really, really tough. So I don't know if he can, but I would love it if he did. Yeah, so next we have the game we've been tap dancing around uh, all show, making snide remarks about, and that's Baltimore hosting Pittsburgh. Sorry, guys. (laughs) One of my best friends around I'm really sorry because he listens to this. Yeah, I I'm actually going to pick them to win, so hopefully your friend will be happy. But I I, I am think too because I get angry game. phone calls when I don't. But well, that's, <laughs> no, I don't it, get I angry phone right. calls if I don't pick them. But uh, well, I am just like you said before, Pittsburgh, totally <laughs> different team on the road um, than they are at home, and they're not I just good. Don't they're see just not going good on the road. Way. Baltimore, if they have any pride at all, they'll you know get their act together after that embarrassment last weekend, and I'll. Uh, say they win it on a Justin Tucker 80-yard field Love goal him. by a score of 24-21. Uh, I, had, I had 20-17. I just don't see this being a super high-scoring game. None of these really ever are. It's going to be higher scoring than a lot of, of years past, but I think this is the Ravens' week. They need to come back. They need to make a statement. Steelers on the road in division. This is the week to do it. 
Uh, I'm hoping Joe Flacco looks better. Let's maybe not get benched in the fourth quarter this week. But, you know, try something different. Uh, I, I don't think Ryan Mallett will fare too well against Pittsburgh's defense, but I don't think that's going to be an issue. <laughs> so next up, <laughs> we've got a game that I think will be fun to watch, and that's Tennessee at Houston. Deshaun Watson is he for excited. real? I'm not totally sold yet, but I, I mean, I think in the long run I am sold, but I just don't like this particular matchup uh, for them. I think Tennessee has enough firepower on offense to go with an above-average defense, so I think they're going to pull this one out. Houston's offense, obviously, much better than it was when they had Tom Savage directing the the proceedings there, but I still think Tennessee wins this one. I'll say uh, Tennessee 35, Houston 27. I went Tennessee 31, Houston 27. I gave marginally more respect to that Houston defense than you did, but they're pretty banged up. Uh, I, I did not see that Titans-Seahawks game going the way it did last week at all. <laughs> I was real surprised by that. That was a lot of points. Um, I think this is going to be a shootout. I know there are a lot of people out there who think this is going to be a lower-scoring defensive battle, but like you said, I'm not there yet on Deshaun Watson. I like him a lot. I saw a lot of good things, but let's go, you know, maybe some games where you're not playing from behind the whole time and, and having to, you know, go – shot for shot with Tom Brady, but I think that this will be a better mix of run and pass here. So there's a lot of fantasy value in this game. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit in the daily fantasy picks too. I'm I'm very excited for this game. So here's a question for you. If you had Ben Roethlisberger and you decided you wanted to bench him this week, who would you rather start in his place? Sean Watson or uh, no, well, yeah, I would rather start him too, but I'm talking <laughs> about people likely on the waiver wire. Well, How about – uh, you Jared, want to put rules on Jared this. Goff, Jared Goff or Deshaun Watson, which of those two guys do you want if you're replacing Big Ben this week? Deshaun Watson, without a doubt for me. What about you? Okay. I, I go the other way on that. I'd watch Jared What a surprise. Goff, but it's because I think the Rams are going to upset the Cowboys and you disagree with me. So, anyway, let's That's keep okay. rolling so that we have some time for your DFS. Um, Tampa Bay hosting the Giants. Giants, nice to see some light, signs of life. They did score over 20 points for the first time in nine games last weekend. I think that trend continues this week, but unfortunately I think there's still a field goal short, hopefully not a 61-yard field goal on the last play of the game. But I think Tampa Bay wins this. I'll say Tampa Bay 27, Giants 24. I had 23-21. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Um, two weeks on the road, the Giants really had – they haven't looked great. There's a lot of things still to fix. They're getting better. They're going to stick with it. Tampa Bay, still a lot of stuff to work on as well. This is not going to be the prettiest game that we're going to watch all week, but it'll be close. So that's something. Okay. Um, speaking of another game that I think will be pretty close, Arizona hosting its second game in a row this week. Yeah, exit Dallas, enter San Francisco for for a division game. I think this week Arizona will find a way to you know, keep their act together the whole game, and I think they prevail by a score of 28-24 as they're able to slow down the, the track meet that is the San Francisco offense when they get behind. Yeah, I've got the same score. Um, I I honestly could see for the 49ers upsetting Arizona. I mean, I guess that would be an upset. Um, Cardinals probably are, really should be 0-3, but this this they have to have this game. And I think that Carson Palmer is going to step up and look better. He and Larry Fitzgerald are going to drive this offense, and they'll get a win. Right. Uh, Oakland on the road for the second week in a row, short week instead of, uh, well, not exactly a short week, but uh, a a shortish week from Sunday night to Sunday afternoon, late game. That's not really a short week. But anyway, they're on the road at Denver, and – much as I want Derek Carr to do well, I just don't think he's going to be able to to get it done against Denver's defense. I'll go with the final score of nope. Denver 35, Oakland 20 as the uh, Jamal Charles wow. resurgence continues. Wow, that's a big that's a big number. I've got 28-24 Denver winning this. Uh, I think Oakland's going to bounce back. They're going to look better. 
playing on the road in Denver against that defense. Not a great matchup. These games are always very good. I'm very excited to watch this. Uh, but Denver put up a little bit of a stinker against the Bills last week. they got to bounce back, and I think they take this game. Yeah, they're just a totally different team at home. You, know, you talk about home road splits. You know, they're just almost unbeatable in Denver there and pretty mortal when they're on the road. Yeah. You know, they're kind of like a souped-up version of Pittsburgh. But uh, anyway, keeping on, we've got uh, Seattle hosting Indianapolis. Uh, some people might project a, a bigger margin, but I'll go with Seattle by 10 points. Uh, Seattle 30, Indy 20. Whew, okay. I went uh, Seattle 31, Indy 17. <laughs> if it were Andrew Luck versus Russell Wilson, I might be more excited about this. Jacoby Brissett's look better, but eee, this is not his week. Sorry, buddy. All right, and then finally in the Monday night game, which I'm guessing we're also going to disagree on, Washington going on the road to Kansas City. I think Washington last week was just a um, sign of things to come, and I think they're able to knock Kansas City from the ranks of the unbeaten. I'll go with a final score in a shootout of Washington 38, Kansas City 31. Oh, buddy, I had 27-17. I'm taking Kansas City over the Redskins. You are crazy. And to think once upon a time, you, sir, were a proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs bandwagon. Mm-mm. Well, I still like the team and hope they win, but when I just look at strengths and weaknesses, you know, run game versus pass game and offense and defense, I just think this is a good matchup for the Redskins, and we'll see if it pans out that way. But uh, if it turns out that way... Did we get the Eagles Chargers game? Yes, we did. We did. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, you're so fine. Got, I mean, uh, like, the Cowboys fan, I'm fine with it, but, like, people probably want to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, since I neglected to... Not um, the not San Diego Chargers. Actually, I did. <laughs> no, I, I actually did. I just forgot to write it on or type it in my spreadsheet, but I did write it on my sheet. So, anyway, oh, uh, this one I'm also going to go with the road team here and... Uh, I'll go with Philadelphia to win this by a score of 38-23. Woo, okay. Um, I am actually going to take this in a very close game. I'm taking the Eagles by a field goal. I don't like it. I would love to see the Chargers upset them, but ugh, they're not going away, those Eagles. As much as Carson Wentz wants to throw the ball to everybody else, it's just not going away. Uh, real quick, I'll, I'll go through a couple of DFS picks here. Um, sure. We've got a couple of good stacks this week. Cincinnati, we see that one differently. That's okay. Uh, the Chargers as well, pretty reasonably priced. Atlanta and Dallas, also good good ones, but they're going to cost you a little more. So you got to be very judicious with your other positions there. For quarterbacks, Trevor Simeon, a bounce-back game, great value. O- Oakland's going to give up points. It's just, he's the one who's going to receive them this week. All for it. Deshaun Watson, great value. Tennessee's one of the worst defenses at containing quarterbacks, and they haven't had to do that much this year, so I think Deshaun Watson could take advantage of that and rack up some fantasy points there. And Eli Manning versus Tampa Bay, uh, Case Keenum lit him up. They have no run game, so Eli Manning's got to throw the ball. I think he's going to have to find some points there, and the price is right. As far as running backs go, Dalvin Cook, I cannot tell you enough how much I like him. Detroit's in the bottom third uh, of the league in points allowed to running back, so there are a lot of points out there for him. Leonard Fournette, again, playing the Jets. He's sixth in the league in total touches. I like those odds. Devontae Parker, uh, it's just, oops, sorry, Chris Carson here. C.J. Procise has that ankle injury. He's going against Indianapolis. You know, can't beat that. Carlos Hyde. Still underpriced on both DraftKings and FanDuel. Going against Arizona, there are going to be points there. Uh, Wide receiver, Keenan Allen, an injury-plagued defense there. He's going against DeAndre Hopkins. Seven passes in each of his last three games. I like those odds. Devin Funches, Kelvin Benjamin's out with that bad knee. Well, likely going to be less than 100% with that bad knee. Larry Fitzgerald, enough said there. Rashad Matthews in Tennessee, Deshaun Jackson, Marquise Goodwin, if you're really looking for somebody uh, to fill a spot there. At tight end, I love Cameron Brait. We talked about him and Evan Ingram earlier. Charles Clay and Jared Cook, also great picks. And the Cowboys, Jaguars, and 49ers for your defenses. You can't go wrong there. 
that brings us to the end of the show this week. We will be back next week uh, for an hour, as always, giving you all the news and notes, your predictions for week five. We're going to start thinking about bye weeks, injuries, all that good stuff. As Of course, we'll have waiver wires or DFS picks and all, all of that. So be sure to tune in. You can find us all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, and on Twitter at the number 4 THN, THN Inches Show, Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Good luck in your fantasy uh, games this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Go Rams. Ha, ha, ha.